Restrictions apply. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. On that heavy shelf you hung yesterday. Turns out, you didn't use enough anchors. Wait, you didn't use any anchors? <laughs> now you've got an open floor plan. Trendy. And if you have the wrong home insurance, you could need a wall of money to fix this. So get home insurance with Allstate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I feel like our very own Michael McDonald. It's his birthday, too. The Doobie Brothers and from... 40-year-old virgin fame. It's smart tech on all those TVs. That's Michael McDonald, his birthday today. 102, here on a Red Monday. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes, post game after last night's thriller. Coming up in just a little bit. We do need to squeeze in a little shocker talk. They played yesterday, too. And for the second time in a about a three-week span or so, maybe a little longer, they tangled with the nationally ranked Florida Atlantic Owls, ranked 20 or 21, depending on the poll you favor. And coming off, FAU was, an overtime loss at UAB, 76-73. They've been playing a bunch, FAU has, a bunch of close games. Overtime loss against UAB. They routed Tulsa at the beginning of the month. And then one by three at home against UNT. They won in overtime against UTSA in a game that got into the hundreds. And then going back to January 18th in Boca, uh, came storming from behind to beat Wichita State 86-77 in a game that the Shockers were comfortably in front at the halftime break. So FAU, while maybe giving their head coach Dusty May some high blood pressure, uh, they make winning plays. And there's no accident they were in the Final Four last year. And Wichita State has now found that out firsthand twice. And it included yesterday at the Roundhouse. Went to overtime, but FAU did what was necessary in OT, 95-82, to Outscoring Wichita State 21 to 8 in the overtime session. Owls scored nine of the first 11, first six, nine of the first 11. And FAU outdid or survived Xavier Bell's 25 points and Colby Rogers 21. And Wichita State shooting 51%. I get the heartburn if you got it, if you're a Shocker fan. 
of playing well in defeat but still having to experience or taste the defeat part. But 51% from the floor certainly is something you can hang your hat on. Kenny Poto and Xavier Bell's performances coming off the bench is another. And it feels like that Paul Mills is just a couple of guys away from, I'm not sure what, greatness? I don't know if I'd go that far. Not this quick. But, of course, he doesn't have those one or two extra guys. He's got a really short bench. And Bijan Cortez only played 10 minutes after starting the game at point guard. Xavier Bell, rightfully so, hogged all the minutes. And almost all of them in the second half. Bell scored or uh, played 41 of the 45 minutes and scored 25 points on a really efficient night from the floor. But with the Owls grabbing 13 offensive rebounds and being uncommonly good from the free throw line, and I know it's woulda, coulda, shoulda. So if you don't want the consolation prizes i i don't blame you but this is a nationally ranked team that if they're just normal from the free throw line what their norm is which state wins that wins that game in regulation and they damn near won it in regulation anyway because of a brilliant play design and setup by paul mills and an absolute coffin corner inbounds with 2.1 to go all the way down into the opposing bench's corner is where Ronnie DeGray had to inbounds the ball and did so in near Grant Hill to Christian Leitner fashion. Kenny Poto had time to catch, turn, and shoot. And his three-pointer was a little strong, missed. We went to OT. And then FAU was nearly flawless in the extra session. Statistically, Wichita State, I think, would take the position battle everywhere you turn except for Brandon Weatherspoon, who is a bench player that was kind of on his head yesterday. Because Vlad Golden, while scoring 21, uh, 20 points, took 17 shots to get it. John L. Davis, who presumably the four NBA scouts that were there, are there to watch him, and maybe Vlad Golden too. But John L. Davis had 14 points, took him 13 shots to get those. Elijah Martin had 11 points on three of eight shooting. And if you told Paul Mills prior to the game that all those guys would shoot less than 50%, I bet you he would have took it, especially if you told him the rebounding totals would be dead even. But a 71% foul shooting FAU team hit 91% of their free throws yesterday, 20 of 22. And only really one miss gave Wichita State the life it needed but couldn't take advantage of. It was an impressive showing by Wichita State in defeat. It really was. And it leads me to believe 
that there are better times ahead relatively quickly, like Paul Mills has said. He doesn't think, and this was as recently as a week and a half or so ago, he doesn't think this Wichita State team is that far away. And if you were at the game yesterday or you watched it on TV, I'm not sure how you could think otherwise. Consider this, too. Beyond FAU going to the Final Four last year, they lead the conference in three-point field goal percentage at nearly 37%. Yesterday, they were 7 for 23. That's 30.4%. So there's that. They have John L. Davis and Elijah Martin and Vlad Golden, three of the best players in the league. They're all playing on the same team. And this is maybe the, the most interesting stat or nugget that I've seen on FAU all year long, besides them being ranked number 20 in the AP Top 25. 14 out of 15 players from the Final Four team came back. And the one player that they didn't have coming back didn't transfer. He's just out of eligibility. They're only one of five Division I teams that did not have a single player enter the transfer portal from the previous season. That's mind-boggling in college basketball in 2023-2024. Only one guy left, and it wasn't because he transferred. And none of those big three left for greener pastures. Now, the two guards did test the waters in the NBA, but those two guys elected to come back. And beyond that, Dusty May got rewarded with a 10-year contract extension in April. And Davis and Martin thought thought better of completely jumping into the NBA deep end. And they tried to run it back. So all that being said, Wichita State battled the NCAA net and Ken Palm 28 team in the country all the way down to the bitter end again. Now, it wasn't quite to the bitter end down in Boca Raton, but they had a lead for a bunch of that game. And Wichita State takes FAU to overtime. There wasn't much drama and overtime as i mentioned fau went uh i think six for seven uh seven of eight from the field in ot and then five of six from the free throw line so they piled up a bunch of points in the five minute session but you had that close shave loss at memphis in heartbreaking fashion the game yesterday that Wichita State could have won. I won't, I won't say they should have won because FAU's got a bunch of studs, a bunch of dudes, and they made winning plays. But for the most part, FAU won that game. It wasn't Wichita State losing it. Now, they did turn it over 17 times, and the points off turnover differential was FAU plus seven. So that would have come in handy if that was more of a push. But there's a, there's a learning curve in college basketball and considering what Paul Mills inherited and considering, I, I would ask you to consider this also, consider what you watched, how they played, and how 
once it looked like Xavier Bell was next to unstoppable, they kept doing it. And FAU was powerless to stop it. His little pull-up in mid lane, the little teardrop or hook shot, whatever you want to call it, it was working. And the Shockers kept going back to the same well. And Colby Rogers was in a good way. And when that's the case, those are the two guys that need to be taking the most shots. And lo and behold, they did. And those two guys combined to go 18 for 31. But beyond just riding the hot hand, pay attention to some of the out-of-bounds plays that Paul Mills draws up. The end of the regulation play that he draws up. It didn't result in points, but don't get too results-oriented when you watch this team play because the X's and O's are there. And I think they're just a guy or two short, a couple of dudes, of turning these OT losses into wins in regulation against the cream of the crop in the league. Unfortunately, it didn't get it done and fell in overtime to FAU. They'll hit the road next, Thursday and Sunday, the North Carolina swing at ECU and at Charlotte coming up later on this week and this weekend. Speaking of Colby Rogers and Xavier Bell, they addressed the Wichita media after the game yesterday afternoon. Here's some WSU player audio for you. Um, I would say just just focus on getting stops. Um, you know, we got we starting to get a couple of stops, uh, which helped get us some baskets. Um, you know, it's just you know it's winning time. You got to make plays. You got to dig deep. Um, and that's what we did to kind of get enforced OT. Um, you know, you just got to, you know, fight. And we didn't want to, you know, go down and not give our best punch the last, you know, five minutes of the game. Um, and those are the moments we work on in practice. Uh, the coach emphasizes with the 10th round. Um, so, you know, that's just, that's what we went out there and did. Next, uh, coach is mentioning that you know, their defense, they, they, you know, hardly give up any assists. They make you be the, you know, the scorer. Uh, he said that first half, uh, maybe you guys were being a little too passive, looking for the pass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, down that stretch, it looked like that's when you really started to attack. Mm-hmm. What, you feel like that was just like what you kind of figured out as the game progressed, just mm-hmm. being more aggressive or when you were, you know, uh, having success attacking, what was working well for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, coming out, starting the game, they did say they were going to fan out. Uh, going into halftime, coach came in and stressed it on us, you know, when you get in the paint, think score, because um, they are fanning out and everything like that. So I think everybody's just knowing that and then just trying to drive the right opportunities and take the right shots, I would say, is what kind of forced that to, uh, that to fall. And the, the three-pointer you hit, uh, you know, in the moment it feels like, uh, you know, it's the, um, the end of this, this comeback. You guys might win that game. Just take me through in the moment. Mm-hmm. What did it feel like when that one went down? Uh, it was cool, but at the end of the day, uh, I, I do blame myself uh, having those free throw opportunities at the end, uh, not really being able to go two for two and force the overtime and, you know, see how that played out. But at the end of the day, it was a big shot. It did feel good in the moment, but we just got to figure out how to close out games. I mean, just the, that first minute of overtime, you know, probably, you know, worst case scenario for you guys, just what what didn't go right, and, uh, just like how tough is that to get back up from when you guys, you know, fall behind four, like right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, two two layups, um, 
You know, they got two straight lefts. We didn't have any shot attempts. That just can't happen in overtime. The possessions matter too much, um, and they're, they're few and far between, so you got to make every possession count. Um, we just didn't do a good job of that, really, the whole overtime. Um, and a good team like that, they're going to capitalize, and you can't beat yourself against a team like that and try to expect to win. You got to, you know, beat them. And, um, you know, we just – they made plays in overtime, and we didn't. And, you know, it cost us. Just like turnovers in general, I mean, uh, you guys have done such a good job the last three or four games, and they pop back back up again today. Just like what I know they're a good defense, but like what what didn't happen today? Like what would you guys have to do better there? Mm -hmm. On my end, I just feel like you know we need I need to be stronger with the ball. Uh, just everybody's a team as well. Uh, can't turn it over in big moments like Kobe just said. You know, every possession matters in overtime, especially against a team like that, um, who has probably had more overtime experiences this season and kind of uh, familiar with that situation. But at the same time, we are as well. We work on it in practice and everything. So, just kind of like I said and like he said, just trying to take care of every possession we can down the stretch. Well, we kind of like what I was asking him about, just uh, the challenge when you go up against a defense like this that's, uh, like he said, it's going to stay fanned out, going to put the, you know, the, the onus on you to make a play. Tell me about just what's the challenge for you and uh, uh, what's, uh, you know, when you, you have the ball, like how, how do you beat that defense? Yeah, um, I just think just keep it simple, just make the read and then go. I think the worst thing to do against a team like that is overthink and try to do too much and, try to outthink them and try to make the, the next play or the play after that. I think the best thing to do is just, you know, you make a read and attack it and then uh, play off two feet and then, you know, just play basketball at the end of the day. They're going to, when they get in certain situations, they're going to tell you where the ball should go, whether that's a shot, whether that's a kick out, whether that's, you know, pump fade, get out um, and just drive back again. Um, you know, I just think you just got to maintain the aggressiveness, um, but just don't try to overdo it. Don't try to you know, think it too far ahead, just, you know, play basketball, um, keep it simple, and, you know, just continue to attack and make them make the adjustment to you. And next, how uh, that shot clock uh, possession where it looked like they could have been a shot clock violation, everybody kind of stopped, just how big of a swing was that, too, and just what was it like on the floor? Definitely. It was a huge swing, especially a momentum shifter, but at the end of the day, we just got to be aware, uh, just got to finish out plays, you know, Stuff doesn't go our way from time to time, and that's and that is what it is. But we can't really control that. We can control, you know, how we react in the situation and continue to play. Speaking of FAU, the Wichita State women pick up a road win against the Owls over the weekend too, sixty-seven fifty-six. So congratulations to Shocker women get a true road dub in the conference. Coming up on Tuesday, they'll play USF in Tampa. One of the front runners in the American and women's basketball awaits the Shockers. Six o'clock opening tip against South Florida. So congratulations, Terry Nooner, getting a road victory in the conference. Uh, before we shift back to some Mahomes audio, get his sound after the game yesterday or last night, um, the TBT, to no one's surprise, plans to return to Wichita in July of 2024. The 64-team million-dollar winner-take-all event announced that Wichita will serve as one of the regional quarterfinal locations hosted by Visit Wichita and Wichita State. No surprise with the way 
The fans packed the arena for the aftershocks. Watch Connor Frankamp, Marcus McDuffie, and others. This summer will be the fifth year Wichita has hosted a TBT regional and third hosting a quarterfinals, continuing its reign as the longest location, longest running location in the TBT's 11-year history. Last summer, 7,202 fans showed up to watch the Aftershocks in their quarterfinal matchup against eventual champions Heartfire. So TBT coming back and bringing the Elam ending back to Charles Koch Arena this summer. All right, coming up next, normally it's reserved for Wednesdays. Our Mahomes Audio brought to you by Davis Liquor Outlet and Schofield Honda comes your way on a Monday, a red Monday. A victorious Kansas City Chiefs beating the 49ers in OT, 25-22. And we'll hear some Patrick Mahomes audio coming your way next. The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Your home's in your hands, you build it. You can save thousands of dollars building your dream home. Remodeling your kitchen or bath, making your home more accessible as you age, or creating a new garage, barn, or workshop. You Build It has been helping homeowners save money for over 30 years. Using the You Build It system, you can choose your budget, who designs your renovations, and how involved you want to be in the process. Call or text now, 316-260-2044. Your home's in your hands. You Build It. Attention. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-760-8196. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-760-8196 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-760-8196. What do you have to lose? Call 800-760-8196. Again, 800-760-8196. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an edition on that edition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times as represented by five times more singers. This is Banking Reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. 
who was once a bull-hooking son of a gun. Now who keeps a pike? Happy birthday to Mo Bandy. You really have to be of a certain age to know who Mo Bandy is. But anyway, uh, happy birthday to Mo, country and western singer back in the day. It's one twenty-five. Uh, pivot back to the Super Bowl now. We got a little bit of Mahomes audio for you. Normally reserved for Wednesday. And this year, absolutely reserved for Davis Liquor Outlet, our good friends over at DLO, neighborhood locations, superstore prices, davisliquoroutlet.com for location. At Schofield Honda, find out why so many people are saying, I love my Schofield Honda. Yes, texter. Get a little Mobandy in you. Uh, after the game, Patrick Mahomes. I did uh, what I normally do not do. And that's taken the post-game interviews on TV pretty much in their entirety. I was flipping around between the uh, the CBS feed and ESPN's feed, um, Booger and Boomer on ESPN. That was a little bit awkward, but not their fault. It was forced a bunch of live interviews as the players uh, were coming up without commercial breaks for those two guys to get their stuff together and be able to ask decent questions. But that's that's not the point here. But anyway, uh, watch Jim Nance talk to all those guys on the podium in the middle of the field. Uh, of course, Travis Kelsey was must-see, and so was Patrick Mahomes. He was must-see too. But uh, after the game, Patrick Mahomes named Super Bowl MVP for the third time, and our – Normal Wednesday staple moved up uh, until now, moved up to now, because, let's be honest, by this time Wednesday, Patrick Mahomes will be in an altered state, and in a good way. So, here's a little Mahomes audio for you last night as the Chiefs take one final bow here on a Red Monday. Um, I can't even explain what, what was going through my mind. I was just extreme joy. Um, didn't even know where to go. Um, but, it, I mean, just it's so exciting, man. I'm so proud of the team, so proud of the guys. And to battle to the very end, I mean, that's a, that was a microcosm of our season. I said it. Um, and the, everybody came together and we were able to get the win. Yeah, 100%. I mean, battling through the adversity that we battled through this year and um, guys staying with the process, keeping believing. Um, you just you, you never know how it's going to happen. And to be able to go play three three great teams to get to this game and play another great team and um, win all those games, uh, it was a true – uh, road in the playoffs, and uh, we were able to come through and be Super Bowl champs. Yeah, so it's, it's culture, man. I, I got brought into this culture. Um, Alex Smith was leading this team. Um, they had the, the pieces in place, and Coach Reed was the, the ultimate leader. And I got brought in, and I just kind of try to exemplify that and, and keep pushing them to be even better. And um, that's why in moments like this, we guys come through, and um, it, it truly is special. It really is special um, just to, to be able to say we're back-to-back champs. Yeah, I mean, I hope people remember not only the greatness that we have on the field, but the way that we, we've done it. I mean, I, I feel like we, we enjoy it every single day. We have fun. We play hard. 
Um, and it's not always pretty, but we just continue to fight to the very end. And um, I know you get fatigue of the team sometimes, of one team winning. Um, but we try to enjoy it and just enjoy the moment that we have together um, and enjoy um, um, just kind of what we can do every single day to, to bring the best out of each other. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it was so this week, man. I've played with McCall for a long time, man. He's always ready for the moment, um, and he's, he's someone that continues, continues to practice hard and, and get better. And obviously, that receiver rotation, we were bouncing around a lot of guys all year long, and um, those guys just continue to work. And, I mean, just like last Super Bowl, man, it's like you never know who it's going to be. It's about everybody being ready for the moment, um, and, and he, was, he was ready for that moment in a couple big plays. Um. Yeah, the play call, it, I think it started because Clyde was the first one to run it and Trav was the other guy, part of it. So it was like Tom and Jerry, you know, that, that whole thing. Um, but uh, it, it was um, – it's, 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 that's the concept of the play and then the motion was the exact same motion that we ran in the Super Bowl uh, last year. And, um, and they actually covered it pretty well at first. And then I kind of looked kind of looked back and looked back to them. And um, it, it's uh, – it, that's a little risky always, so I was a little, little like, hey, let me make sure it's open. But it, obviously, Coach Reed, man, knows when to call those plays at the right time. Yeah, that, that was the play. I mean, um, we, calling the timeout I thought was important for us to go over there and discuss what we wanted in that moment. Um, and we, we all agreed on that play. Um, I knew before the play, it's more of a man design play uh, where Kels kind of comes from behind the line of scrimmage. Um, and I talked to Rasheed about maybe if, if, if you can't set the, the, the little rub, if you can kind of set up open. And um, with them being so focused on that, it opened right open for me to run. And I knew I just needed to get a yard. So I, I actually got down on that one. And we were able to get that first down and uh, keep, the, keep the drive going. I mean, he's one of the best coaches of all time. I believe he's the best coach of all time. I mean, I know he doesn't have the trophies yet, and I have a lot of respect for some of those great coaches. Um, but the way he's able to navigate every single team he has, um, continue to have success no matter where he's at. Um, and for me, he brings out the best of me because he lets me be me. I think that's, that's important is he doesn't try to make me anyone else. I, I don't think I'd be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being the, my head coach. Um, and um, and, he, he, and that, other than that, he wants you to be the best person you can be, and that's something that I think is uh, truly special. Yeah, I think it it, it it means more, man. I mean, to be able to 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 battle through that adversity and, and come out better on the other side, and I think it prepared us for the playoffs. Um, and um, obviously, we've had a lot of great playoff runs, but this is going to be up there because uh, just the way that we kind of continue to battle whenever times weren't great. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to celebrate tonight. I'm going to celebrate at the parade, and then I'm going to do whatever I can to be back in this game next year and trying to go for that three-peat. So uh, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing in the NFL. I think Tom said it best is once you win that championship and you have those parades and you get those rings, you're not the champ anymore. You have to come back with that same mentality, and I learned from guys like that that have been the, the greatest of, uh, of all time at the top of the level. Um, and so um, that's my mindset is I'm going to celebrate with my guys because of how we've done this, um, but then we're going to work our way to get back to this game next year.
Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for me is um, the way we did it, um, the battle throughout the middle of the season, um, to continue to have that mindset of we're going to continue to believe. Um, it, it truly is special. Uh, I'm going to try to stop getting down 10 points in these games um, and make them a little bit easier, but uh, I was proud of how the guys fought. Um, I mean, they're all tough. I'm not going to like one's tougher than the other. They're all, it takes your best. And um, I think uh, for me personally, it was just battling through adversity throughout the season. Um, whenever the offense wasn't playing, like I wanted it to play and just continue to believe and fight. Um, but I'm not going to like one's tougher than the other because all these, all these games are tough and it takes your best football. Yeah, I mean, it, it's special. I think it's that championship mindset. I mean, whenever stuff isn't going great, we're going to continue to fight and, um, this game wasn't. We had times we weren't playing great, especially the offense, and we were able to step up to uh, step up to the occasion while the defense is making those stops. And um, people are going to talk about the offense. We had those last few drives. But the defense is what kept us in that game, and that's our entire season. They're going to give us chances, and we're going to make it happen when it counts. You know, the Rasheed Rice. Uh, man, I mean, I think if I would have looked at him at the end of regulation, I might have got a game-winning touchdown there. So um, he's, he's a guy who, who wants it. I think that's the biggest thing is he wants to be great. Um, and uh, for someone to be in this offense and learn the offense of Coach Reed and continue to get better and better, I think he's just at the beginning of where he's going to end up being at. And um, luckily, I don't know if it's lucky for him, but he lives in Texas, so he'll get to see me a lot this offseason as we continue to try to make him one of the top receivers in this league. I mean, that's a great football team, but once we got, they stopped and held them to a field goal, our mindset was go win the game right here. Uh, once we got that ball, we, we fell short in regulation. We're not going to let it do it again. We're going to go out there and win the game. Defense got the stop, um, and we were able to do that. All right, it's 135. When we come back, I'm old Jack Young. I'm old Jack Young today, brought to you by Farha Roofing. Whether it's a repair, service, or replacement, Farha Roofing is a team for you. Call Farha Roofing or visit farhawroofing.com. We rise above the uh, rest. I'm old Jack Chung. Next. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Today on Hey Culligan, how smart is your water? Here's Tracy. Hey Culligan, I think my water might be dumb. Good news, Tracy. Your water's not dumb. It's just not talking to you. You can make my water talk. No, but the new Culligan Smart Drinking Water System can talk to your phone to tell you when your water filters need changing and help you meet drinking water goals. Now that's some brilliant H2O. You said it, Tracy, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Grilling never smelled so good. Introducing new Kingsford Signature Flavors. Made with 100% real spices, Kingsford Signature Flavors Flavor Boosters can be added to any pre-lit charcoal or bought pre-mixed with Kingsford Charcoal Briquettes to add a whole new rich, full-bodied flavor and aroma to your cookout. For flavor you can see, smell, and taste, new Kingsford Signature Flavors. 
Kingsford.com. Hi, I'm Capri, and the little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Girl Spicy Deluxe is the chicken. They actually put it on the grill, cooked it in the sauce. It's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich. Hey, I'm Michelle, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is it's spicy and it's full of flavor. When you pair that with the kale crunch salad, it's just good. Order a Grilled Spicy Deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month and you can use any Medicare approved doctor or facility and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that'll pray for you and encourage you and since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MetaShare 65 Plus. Here's the number. 844-SHARE-65. That's 844-SHARE-65. 844-SHARE-65. I'm losing my self-control. Yeah, you're starting to trickle back in. But I don't want to fall down the rabbit hole Cross my heart, I won't do it again I tell myself, tell myself, tell myself, draw the line Not do I do But once in a while I trip up and across the line And I think of you Two years and just like that My head still takes me 139, I'm old Jack Young Pat is finally back Pulse is coming up Is this an easy one? Potentially. You'll probably get her confused for someone, would be my guess. Safe. Found out that Todd Lebo knows a lot about the newer artist. I told him that we played this game every single day, and I kept, while walking around Vegas, like, who's this? This is Doja Cat. Why, why do you know that? Oh, okay, gotcha. He's the anti-me, then. He's pretty good at it. And then I told him, I was like, well, then Shane returns inspired, but y'all know that Jack is an old soul. And he goes, oh, yeah. I, I, I would imagine Jack would thrive in that game. So Lebo had a nice little compliment for okay. good old Jack Johnson. We take him. <laughs> You got a hint, Jack? This person has performed at a Super Bowl in the last 10 years. Do you have any cherry chapstick on you? No? Wait a second. Huh. That's a dirty trick, Jack. Did this song even make it on the radio? Oh, yeah. It was a pretty big hit. Uh, I don't believe it. <laughs> you telling me this is Katy Perry? It is. It's Katy, Katy Perry. What song is this called? 
never really over. It was a, a very much a overplayed song on the radio about mm-hmm. uh, three years ago, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Where was I? Number one, it was only three years ago. Number two, I like Katy Perry's songs. And number three, you knew Cherry Chapstick right away. Right. That's what, well, that's what made me mad at Jack and Andy Reid. I'm just impressed that you, Cherry Chapstick, yeah. gave it away. I liked it. I'm glad I could help. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that her first one? Or was it Hot and Cold her first one? Uh, Maybe Teenage Dream. No. Let's see what Katie. Hot and for. cold, or I kissed first, a girl was the one first on, one on this particular segment. No, like no, no. Uh, oh. I kissed a girl. Oh. I kissed a girl I kissed was a girl the first, was the one, first one, one that was on U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Cherry Chapstick was the first one. Yep, I knew it. I know my Katy Perry. Yes. Kind of, sort of. Do you know what her is? Her most profitable song ever was. Firework. Yes. There were actually three songs that set a record, or her record, six million cells, was Firework, Roar, Roar. and Dark Horse. Mm -hmm. Sold over six million copies. You know a lot about Katy Perry. I know. This is different. Is it, though, really? It is a little bit. If you think about it. There are days where I'm like, you know what? We should probably have a video stream. And there are days I'm like, nope, it's a good thing we don't have a video stream. Today's one of those days. Today's one of those days. Yep. (laughs) Today's uh, February the 12th. And it is Robert Griffin III's 34th birthday. Heisman winner, Baylor Bear. uh, Was actually a young prodigy in the making. For Washington, and then tore his ACL and was never the same, was a backup for Baltimore, and now a very popular ESPN college football analyst. NCAA cover boy. Nailed it. Nailed it. Don't forget about that. Don't forget about former Cleveland Brown quarterback. That's right. He was part of the part of that long list of quarterback list. Yep. Uh turning forty today. Brad Keselowski. That's a name. I feel like he's got a nickname. He re- he really doesn't. Ooh. But it's, and he's non-big four. Oh, so. no. There's your hint. Because I was going to say it sounds like a hockey player's last name. No. And then I thought maybe a football lineman. Both are out no. now. No. Hmm. I don't even know if I have a guess. Uh, Olympian of some sorts. No, definitely not. Because this, this is now? this is not an Olympic sport. Oh. Brad Keselowski, forty. Oh, I know, I know now. Yeah, he's one of the more successful dudes in his particular sport. Can I say it, or is Jack still? No, Jack blew it. Yeah, Jack blew I blew it. it. Make, he likes Crash to make left turns. Yeah, race car driver. Yeah. Oh, that's the second one I get today. Kind of mean. It's not obscure, though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna feel too bad about this. He's right up there with Jimmy Johnson when Jimmy Johnson was running good. Have we had that? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was I, gonna change uh, gears. I was going to say, have we had this discussion on the show before that you should never tell a NASCAR fan that drivers are not athletes? 
We have not had that discussion. Oh, man. Where you come out uh, on that? Do you remember at the ESPYs, it was somebody that tweeted out, like, because uh, a NASCAR driver, I don't remember which one, like, one, like, athlete of the year, some sort of athlete award, and he's like, why are we giving that to a, a driver? He's driving a car. He's not athletic. And, like, the NASCAR public, which apparently is a lot bigger than you may think. Oh, it's big. Destroyed yeah. him. Like, just – and I think this was, like, maybe a football player or a basketball Golden player. Golden Tate. It was Golden Tate. There you go. Golden yeah. Tate said that? I think it was about – was it about Jeff Gordon? See the one that Probably. It said, yeah. it said Jimmy Johnson up for best athlete. Oh, Jimmy Johnson. Um, no, driving a car does not show athleticism. Mm. <laughs> they sicked him. It was, <laughs> it was like throwing the uh, little carcass to the wolves. Who yeah. looks like a better – oh, a little ad. Who looks like, who looks like a better athlete? LeBron making a sick play or a guy or Jimmy riding on circles. I'm not saying NASCAR isn't hard. I'm just saying you don't have to be athletic to do that. Just like there's a guy who I know up in Salina who said golfers aren't athletes. Although, back in the day... And I I know you look at some golfers, you can make that argument, but you got to be pretty damn skilled. They got to walk the course for four straight (laughs) days, too. (laughs) No thanks. They don't get to ride in a car. I'm good. That being said, Dick Trickle used to rip heaters during the caution <laughs> laps back in the day, I too. Know. So, eh, you I know, know, I can see both sides. Did you see lately what Scott Pollard is going through? Yeah. Today's his birthday. Man. He's 49. Jayhawk legend. Yep. Hope heart he, transplant. Hope he gets that heart, heart that he needs. Goodness sakes. He's a waiting also heart a contestant trans- on transplant at Vanderbilt right now. Yeah, that's right. He was, wasn't he? Lincoln Kennedy, 53. And no, I just didn't smash two presidents' names together. Yeah, we had uh, Lincoln today. Yeah. But uh, wasn't this a football player? That's right. A substantial donkey? Yes. Well, he deserves two president names then. Offensive tackle, yep. Ruben Amaro Jr., 59. Yes, Texter. Uh, Scott oh. Pollard is awaiting a heart for a heart transplant. Jack, back to you. Um, baseball, <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Former Indian. Where's the breaking news? Is there some? No, oh. there's no. No, I'm just saying. Hey, Jack, back to you. Oh yeah. In a stupid studio with a stupid hat. Brent Jones. 61. Football? Yeah. Nice. 49er tight end right after Dwight Clark. I bet he's hurting today. So no pressure. What? Oh, yeah. R.I.P. 49er. <laughs> We're so soon to forget, aren't we? You rack up so many Super Bowls, like I can't even remember how many they've won now. <laughs> he was in three. Brent Jones was. Did he win three? 88, 89, and 95. So, what does that mean? Think they did? Well done. 49ers, are the 49ers one of the nine NFL teams to have gone back-to-back? No. And I don't have much conviction in that. 
I know, and I'm not going to look it up to fact check you either. <laughs> I didn't know if you had the answer and you were nope. waiting. Okay. Nope, that was a real question. Yeah, I don't know. The ones that always come at the top of my head now are Chiefs, Patriots, Cowboys. I can't go back much further 88, than that. 88, 89, one back to back. They did there it? You go. Okay, so yeah, he's got three rings. Brent, Brent Jones does. Chet Lemon, 69. Uh, baseball. Correct. Hall of Famer, right? Uh, No. No? Good player, not Hall of Famer. Uh, Lenny Randall, mm. 75. Uh, baseball as well? That's right. Anything else? Hmm. YouTube Lenny Randall blowing a bunt foul. Oh, there we go. He yeah. got down on his hands and knees and was blowing a <laughs> baseball at the third baseline. Oh, man. Born on this day, now dead. Mike Martin. Uh, baseball? That's right. Just passed away a few days ago. Oh. Mike Martin, College Baseball Hall of Fame, all-time winningest coach. Florida State, great. A swinging bunt. Correction. Lenny Randall <laughs> blowing the swinging bunt, Flau. <laughs> yes. Who hit it for Casey? I don't know who that was. Was that Seitzer? Born, oh, on, born Amos as, Otis. Amos Otis. Ah, A.O. Ooh, born on this day, now dead. Bill Russell. Yeah, Celtic legend. And coach. Born, born on this day, now dead. Cliff Gustafson. Uh, baseball? Yes. Speaking of college baseball Hall of Famers, University of Texas. Before Augie, right? <laughs> Didn't right. we have this conversation? <laughs> we did. I'm sure we did. Not right before Augie, but yeah, before Augie. Time before when, Augie. When Wichita State won their national title in 1989. Beat Texas. Beat Cliff. Born on the state, not dead. Joe Garagiola. That has to be baseball. That is. Born on the state, not dead. Dom DiMaggio. I feel like we get Dom DiMaggio all the time. It. Yeah, I feel like we get Dom <laughs> DiMaggio in some way, shape, or form a lot, or either the other DiMaggio brother, uh, but baseball. Correct. Joe's brother. Dying on this day. Tom Landry. No. At age 75. Way. <laughs> Cowboys coach. Correct. Quite a day, huh? Yep. Famous Chet Toms. We, we respect the famous Toms here. Chet, La- Chet Lemon. Tom Landry. I'm better than Tom Mike, Dempsey. Mike Martin. Yeah. We will hear from Tom Dempsey in April. April 4th. He has the day marked, doesn't he, on his calendar? I'm so glad he does. Yep. <laughs> Do not... Let me forget that. I know you won't. You you I know you won't forget it. It'll pop up. And maybe up. I won't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last year, Super Bowl LVI, Chiefs v. Eagles, who performed the halftime show? Rihanna. Yep. I think it's pronounced Rihanna, but yeah. Oh, my apologies. It's okay. You didn't even get a chance to watch Usher. I didn't. Can you give me a thumbnail sketch of how it went? 
Scale of one to ten. One being terrible, ten being the best. What was, how was Usher last night? I missed so, it. Solid eight, Jack? I'd put it, yeah, the eight and nine range. That was really wow. well done, yeah. With a bunch of cool cameos, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But just, again, during my... Your heyday. Heyday. Mm-hmm. Usher was the bomb. So you were utterly and completely satisfied. Of course. All right. You got to every one of his jams. Every single one of them. I don't think he left that one. I think he hit all of them. Big fan. I uh, went over to a buddy's house for the first half of the Super Bowl yesterday. And in a bit of a humble brag, he said, you know what's most impressive about being at a Super Bowl? He's actually been to three. But he said the, one of the most impressive parts of being at a Super Bowl is watching how quickly they set up and tear down the Super Bowl halftime mm-hmm. platforms and stages and whatnot. On this day in 1998, the Dallas Cowboys signed who as their head coach? 19, what year? 98? 1998, yes. So this Uh, would be post-Jimmy Johnson, post-Barry Switzer. Mm -hmm. Lord. Am I going to kick myself for missing this? He he is an utterly forgettable (laughs) guy. Then I'll just give up. What's the point? Chan Gailey. Remember him? No. You don't remember Chan Gailey at all? No. So I'm right. Although you didn't forget him, you just <laughs> never didn't knew care. who he was. Or yeah, took time. Yeah, I to... can't forget if I never knew. <laughs> right, if you didn't know, then yeah. So I won't deduct any points for that. Pat, I have a question for you. Yes. Will the pulse today involve in any way chicken wings? Do I need that's your to make show. The show? No, uh, no. Evolve but I don't want to with chicken wings lead you down that road. I'm just wondering. Question is, will I? When will I get to that? That's the real. It's coming question. out. It's coming out sometime. I just am kind of morbidly curious to know the timeline. I don't think. I think you'll have plenty of stuff to talk about today (laughs) that chicken wings won't make its way into the show, but that's just speculation. It won't be until the very, very end, probably, would be my guess. But I don't know. We'll see. All right. I'm done here. Thanks, Jack, for him. I'm Shane. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again tomorrow, but stick around because Pulse is next. Leader ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM KKGQ Newton.